Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. More Operation Covidiacy coming your way. <laughs> this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases, I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself, the body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, be sure and hit the contact me button. Send an email or call and leave a message. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, while you're on the site, be sure and hit the Radio Shows tab, and at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm, and uh, there's over, well, over 600 shows there now, I'm sure. And uh, they're all uh, annotated as to what we talked about. Uh, they're shareable via email and social media, which we encourage you to do. And uh, just have fun with them. Also, uh, if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the chat room. And wonder of wonders, somehow I have managed to stay out of Facebook jail this month. Uh, that's a first. <laughs> Most of the first half of the year... I've spent more time in Facebook jail than I have out. Uh, usually I make it a couple of days and then I post some kind of truthful stuff that they can't handle. And I don't know if maybe they're backing off and uh, not being quite as picky um, or what the story is. But somehow or another I've been able to post things that you know a month or two ago would have got me locked up for 30 days. And uh, nothing. Well, I don't know what's going on. I guess I'm going to have to step up my game. <laughs> Anyway, as long as we're there, I'll keep posting, and you can keep looking at it. Um, just have fun with it, and, uh, you know, rub it in their faces. So, anyway, uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests, and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Eurofilk Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. The number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. That's 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. And if you're on Skype, you can send a contact request to Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E, the numbers 45 and the letters A-C-P as in Paul. 
just mention you're a listener. We'll get you approved. And then from that point on, we'll be able to get you uh, on the shows in live uh, live and excellent audio quality uh, via Skype. So that's uh, all the housekeeping stuff. And, man, we're just about through the month. I still can't believe it. Second half of the year has started, and we're running through it quickly. Uh, I got the chat room where I can see it. You know, um, last night I got a chance to watch a video. Um, let me see if I can find a link to it. Um, good heavens. There it is. It's called The Illusion of Knowledge by David Martin. It's an hour and 32 minutes long. And I'll tell you what, this guy is a wealth of information. And he brought up some stuff that uh, really was very interesting. Uh, everybody's blaming the bankers for everything. And basically, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, I think it was the shooter, where, um, uh, what's his name, John Lee Swaggart and his trusty FBI sidekick go to Tennessee, the patron state of shooting stuff, and look up this old gunsmith. <clears throat> and uh, the guy says, as soon as you think you got it figured out, you're wrong. And that's, that's what came to mind to me last night when he's talking about everybody's blaming the bankers for everything. And he said it's a well-orchestrated uh, situation that was basically put out there by, of all people, the life insurance companies. And when you think about it, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, he actually said back in the, uh, I think it was 2005, the people on the dais when uh, the president was sworn in uh, were all... Uh, CEOs and presidents of major life insurance companies, Aetna and New York Life and things like that. They're the ones really kind of controlling things. And if you think about it, what more people would you like to have in charge of wars or starting them and pushing them than the life insurance guys? Because a lot of these people that go to war have life insurance. And in many cases, they are... Um, they have clauses that won't uh, cover them if they're, you know, killed in a war. <laughs> and, of course, now, with the COVID stuff going on, what are we hearing about? We're hearing about clauses in life insurance policies that won't cover you if you take an experimental drug and it kills you. Interesting. So they're just pocketing all the money and the premiums that were paid out on those policies, and they don't have to pay... The death benefit because the person died from a uh, and you can bet that they will do everything they can to prove that the uh, uh, cause of death was the acceptance of that um, uh, experimental drug and then of course if they you know and all they got to do is say that this is what they believe it is then at that point you're out of luck unless you are able to sue them and prevail in court and good luck with that, because as big as these people are, you don't think they have control over the courts? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's interesting to see what's going on here. But I'll tell you what, that was a very interesting recording. It's posted on my YouTube channel. And again, it's Dr. David Martin, The Illusion of Knowledge. And it is well worth the hour and a half to watch it. It is very, very good. And um, I want to thank Unplug for sending me the link for that. I'll tell you what. That was a beauty. And then, of course, we have uh, COVID-19 vaccine program director admits injection destroys immune system. 
And uh, top scientist, Canadian PM, announced plans for every person to be forcibly ejected ten times a year. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. It's just one thing after another. Um, you know, when you have a week after you have the uh, um, whistleblower coming out saying that she knows of at least 45,000 people that have died within three days of taking these injections on one of 11 different reporting systems that all go to VAERS and a suit being filed in federal court against the government and what happens we have um, Biden who is fully expecting the FDA to quickly and give final approval for experimental coronavirus injections despite mounting injuries and deaths imagine that then you have the uh, the CDC in charge of waffles um, you know, coming out yesterday and changing their stance once again so that just basically there's no reason to listen to these people at all. Uh, I, I told you, you know, if anybody in government, if you see their lips moving, you know they're lying. And I'll tell you what, I was so disgusted yesterday watching these people uh, on, you know, we were watching some evening news while we are having dinner and I just uh, changed the channel. Give me last man standing. <laughs> I can't watch this crap anymore. I'm getting tired of being lied to as openly as these people do. You know, you got that idiot Biden who just sits there over and over and over. You know, take the take the shot. You'll be protected. You won't get it. You won't spread it. Complete, total lie. But he sits there with that smiley, stupid face. Doesn't even know what he's saying, more than likely. But uh, that's the disgusting thing is with as many as pe many of the people have that have died even if you go with the basic numbers you know we're pushing 20,000 uh, that the CDC will admit to <laughs> we're pushing that many and that is the largest you know even by those numbers these this, this these injections are the most deadly deadliest things that we've ever had and they're going to approve them you know, look again, look at the swine flu injection. It killed 25 to 50 people, and they yanked that puppy off the market immediately. Here, 25 to 50,000, and it's still going strong, and it's going to get full approval. But here, let's see what it says. In, in a desperate attempt to vaccinate inject more Americans against the coronavirus, COVID-19, President Joe, excuse me, acting or fake president joe biden may have tried to influence the decision-making process of the food and drug administration last week you think biden told a small town audience in ohio on july 21st that he expected the fda to quickly give final approval for the covid19 injections my expectation talking to the group of scientists we put together over 20 of them plus others in the field is that sometime maybe in the beginning of the school year at uh, at the end of august beginning of, of september or october they'll get a final approval biden said the president the expert or the acting whatever fake president uh, also said he expected children under age 12 who are not currently eligible to receive the vaccine would soon be able to get it on an emergency basis <laughs> oh good grief kill them all FDA's top drug evaluator comes from Big Pharma. Imagine that. It's just a revolving door. Biden may yet get his wish for final approval of COVID-19 injections thanks to key personnel within the agency. 
the FDA's Center for Drug Evaluation and Research, uh, which makes sure that safe and effective drugs are available in the U.S. Really, they're doing a crappy job of it. it is currently headed by Dr. Patrizia Cavazzoni, who spent two decades in, with big pharma companies. Biden's comments at the uh, at the town hall came as a as the spread of the Delta variant BS has led to a national rise in coronavirus fake cases. Over the past week, prior to his remarks, an average of roughly 41,300 alleged cases, you know, false positive, have been recorded each day across the country, an increase of 171% from two weeks before. You know, it's funny how they just roll these things out. They just crank up the uh, cycles on the tests, and boom, instant cases, which are all false positives. Nobody's sick. Nobody's dying. They're just wrapping up the numbers to keep people scared. The number of deaths reported had also gone up by 42% to an average of 249 a day over the same period. The new infections increased sharply in some states, such as Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Florida. Imagine that, the ones that people are opening up and all that good stuff. In Ohio, Biden found himself fielding questions from audience members concerned about low vaccination rates in their communities. Oh, good grief. This is simple, basic proposition. He said, if you're vac- injected, you're not going to be hospitalized. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> you're not going to be in an ICU. Oh, yeah? And you're not going to die. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lion SOB. Later, as reported by the New York Times, Biden ex- exaggerated the efficacy of the vaccine injection. Uh, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations, injections. Again, he's just lying through his teeth. The Biden administration has apparently fixed its sights on at forcing the FDA into fully approving COVID-19 injections while completely dismissing evolving safety and efficacy concerns in the process. Fully authorizing COVID-19 shots will allow for the government to hop over legal and regulatory hurdles that come from their current status under emergency use authorization. Exactly. You know, right now it's a violation of federal law, the Geneva Convention, the uh, um, Nuremberg Code, and the First, Fourth, and Fifth Amendments to the Constitution to force these things on anybody. But is that stopping it? Nope. Because the courts are crooked as the day is long, so when people try to file suit to get remedy, the frickin' courts rule against them on a regular basis because they apparently have their marching orders They're told under no circumstances will you uh, rule in favor of an individual who's trying to protect themselves. Uh, That's just my personal belief, and I think, you know, by by their fruits you will know them, basically. Full approval will open the door for injection mandates. Public health experts predicted that the U.S. could see a wave of COVID-19 injection mandates as soon as the FDA grants full approval to one or more of the vaccines. <coughs> Excuse me, injections. Or bioweapons. Anytime you hear me see, say vaccine, it's an accident, you just automatically plug in bioweapon. Save me the trouble. Former health officials from the Biden and Obama... 
uh, Satoro administration said that the official regulatory sign-off would remove a significant legal and public relations barrier for businesses and government agencies that want to require injections for their employees and customers. <laughs> I think once the injections go through the full FDA approval, everything should be on the table. And I think that everything will be on the table at the level of municipality, states, employers, venues, uh, government agencies, said Andy Slavitt, who stepped down as Biden's COVID response coordinator last month and remains in close contact with administration officials. The suggestion of COVID injection mandates, whether by local governments for school children or by businesses for their customers, has so far not met with sharp resistance or excuse me, has been met with sharp resistance, as well it should be, and it should continue, whether they're approved or not. Many state legislatures pass bills protecting uninjected people. At least 20 state legislatures have passed bills or are considering measures that would ban businesses and state and local governments from placing restrictions on uninjected people, But those bills have not stopped some colleges, concert venues, and employers from requiring COVID-19 injections. Well, here in Ohio, we've got a bill that basically protects the college students and the school students, but they should have made it broad spectrum to cover everything. Why they didn't, who knows. But it was signed by Governor DeWine, which really surprised me. Anyway, the, the expedited review process for COVID-19 injections has been cited as a legal hurdle for organizations that have hesitated to put a mandate in place. <coughs> Institutions that have put vac- uh, in, injection requirements in place have already faced lawsuits, with plaintiffs arguing that the statute creating the emergency use authorization indicates people should have, not should have, do have, the option to refuse the injection. And... Uh, Let's see, Delta variant gives government an opportunity to resuscitate injection campaign. Exactly. There's no such thing as a Delta variant. It's all BS. But they just roll this thing out and say that many, many people are getting sick from it. And yes, we found it. We haven't even been able to isolate the original thing, but we've figured out what is with this Delta variant. BS. But with a new Delta variant speeding fast, there is a renewed sense of urgency by public health officials to find ways to reach the nearly one in three eligible Americans who have yet to get their first dose. Well, good luck with that, you schmucks. Shame on us if we sit here in July and don't do something to increase the injection rates. And then we can't open schools or have a situation where, God forbid, the economy takes another hit because businesses have to shut back down. All threats, coercion, fear tactics, said Kathleen Sebelius, who served as the Health and Human Services Secretary under former President Barry Satoro. Again, fake president. Biden's administration, excuse me, abomination, has so far resisted in, in any injection requirements, but Slavitt said he expects that to change with full FDA approval. Yeah, of course. First, Biden says, no way, we're not going to do that. And he always say that. And then as soon as the chance becomes reality, boom, there it is. I think every government agency ought to rethink what's appropriate, Slavitt said. Yeah, these people need to be taken out and shot, period. There are a number of people in surveys, by the way, who say precisely these words. I'm not going to take it unless it's required. That's stupid. I'm not going to take it 
Period. I don't care what they say is required. Screw you people. <laughs> I can't believe the level of wimpiness. Is, I mean, this country is just a load of pussies. <laughs> I'm sorry. You look at all these people that just, you know, oh, you got to wear a mask? Okay, put a mask on. And they go so far, they get their little designer things. They have little, you know, uh, logos put on it and all this other stuff. They make it their own mask. What a bunch of morons. AMA calls for mandatory injection of all healthcare workers. You know, first off, American Murder Association, they've earned that name. Mandatory injection of all alleged healthcare workers because they don't engage in healthcare. Symptom suppression and disease management at the best. Effectively endorsing medical violence that may collapse the healthcare sector at the worst possible time. That's exactly right. If these people actually get the real McCoy injection, it will only be a year or two before there's nobody working at the hospitals. Imagine that. The American Murder Association, the American Nurses Association, and a slew of other pharmaceutical cartel groups want all medical workers in the United States to be forcibly injected for the, ch for the Wu flu or else lose their jobs. You know, go ahead lose your job. These people will die off and you can go back and run the place. Ezekiel Emanuel, a, Jew, a Jewish bioethicist at the University of Pennsylvania and the brother of former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel, organized a joint statement of the nearly 60 medical groups demanding that everyone involved with Western medicine either get jabbed or be kicked to the curb for non-compliance. Bioethicist. Yeah, right. We have reached a confluence where healthcare workers want injection mandates and government is responding. Bull. Stupid people want them. Emmanuel stated publicly spinning the narrative to make it sound like medical workers are demanding that the government permanently alter their DNA through experimental lethal injection with Donald Trump's warp, Operation Warp Speed injections for the Wuhan coronavirus. I fully expect more healthcare work, uh, healthcare employees, health systems, long-term care companies, pharmacies, and others will mandate their employees get injected. Emmanuel added, "The nation will be better off for it. <laughs> the nation's going to be, you know, much lower population for it." Resident Joe Hyden of the White House nursing facility has already indicated that he will not because he cannot constitutionally mandate Chinese virus injections nationwide. You're darn tootin' they can't. Neither can anybody else. However, Hunter's dad does support private employers mandating them for their workers. Well, I'm sorry, but that doesn't fly either. But the people have to stand up and force that issue. The Haydn regime is struggling to convince a majority of Americans to get jabbed for the Chinese germs. Failing to meet an arbitrary Independence Day deadline of 70% injected, after that date came and went, the political establishment on both sides of the aisle has really ramped up the propaganda. Yeah. I saw What's-His-Chops, um, Mitch McConnell, pushing it last week. I wanted to slap that sucker. <laughs> Worthless piece of garbage, old turtle man. The great number of remaining unvaccinated Americans work in medicine, it turns out. Which is why, yeah, there are some smart people that work in medicine. There's some really stupid ones. Those are the ones that have already taken the injections. And the smart ones know enough not to.
which is why Emmanuel is doing his part to spread the virus misinformation about how Fauci flu shots will flatten the curve and cure all deaths linked by government to the Chinese infection. No, they won't. Despite endless media and political fear-mongering about a deadly pandemic that for some mysterious reason is not actually visible in real life, most of the country is just saying no. To quote the late, uh, the late First Lady Nancy Reagan, to uh, dangerous experimental drugs from drug dealers. In this case, the drugs are mRNA, messenger RNA, and viral vector chemical concoctions created by the pharmaceutical cartel with the blessing of Trump, Fauci, Republicans, and Democrats. The entire political establishment, which has never, ever cared one iota about our collective well-being, wants us all to believe that it only wants to protect us and save our lives with these mystery injections. The good news is that a substantial number of Americans can see right through the lie, finally. This is why the globalists running the whole thing from the behind the scenes are resorting to coercion and attempted mandates threatening Americans into taking the shot under duress for fear that they might lose their jobs, livelihoods, families, and ultimately their lives. The fact that more Americans are not taking a stand publicly against this tyranny, even if it does not affect them personally, is perplexing. The French are taking to the streets in their country, and yet most people here are sitting around doing nothing, quite frankly. Exactly. Again, public fool system and fluoridated water are the two major things. They have dumbed down the American people so that they can't think critically. All they can do is react and respond, but if it doesn't affect them, they're not going to boo. And on the other hand, they have been given the fluoridated water for so long that they're a bunch of docile wussies. <coughs> Excuse me. Is there any point at which these tyrants cross the line warranting action? Or, or are we content just being hauled off to the camps, flags and guns in hand? Well, the flags and guns won't be in hand when you go to the camp, I guarantee it. But that's where most of these people are going to end up, because they don't stand up now. I guarantee you, I will not go to the camp. I will die on my front porch before I'll go to the camp. Anyway, nothing but insanity. Bill de Blasio says all New York City government workers must get injected with experimental COVID jabs or lose their jobs. Again, totally unconstitutional, totally unlawful, but... They don't care because they're Democrats. They can do anything they want. The courts will support them, and they just walk all over your rights, wipe their butt with the Constitution, and as far as they're concerned, sleep very well at night doing it. <sighs> U.S. companies continue increasing prices of their products, fuel, fueling record levels of inflation. Yeah. Went to Kroger yesterday. was going to grab me a carton of my favorite ice cream. A dollar and a half more than last week. <laughs> of course, Kroger's famous for, you know, playing up, down, up, down with the prices and putting specials on and all this kind of thing. But it went from four something, or like four, three ninety nine, four bucks, somewhere in that range to five and a half. Is it, I don't think so. Bacteria can recover precious metals from old batteries for use in new ones. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, goodness. Let's see. 
Daily Mail Australia editor Barclay Crawford admits to admitting his writing staff, uh, directing his writing staff to ridicule anti-vaxxers. Imagine that. Chlorine dioxide to create co- or to treat COVID? Yes, says Dr. Manuel Aparicio. Yep. You know, there's all kinds of natural things and even uh, safe pharmaceuticals that you can use to just deal with COVID with no problem. And they purposely demonized all that stuff so they could get their bogus uh, emergency use authorization for these injections. Pfizer Israel finds Pfizer vaccine only 39% effective against Delta variant. Oh my goodness. Meaning that fully injected people can still spread COVID. Bull. I mean, that is true. Uh, and that's true for all of them. Fully infected people are injected can spread it. They can get it. They can die from it. And they are dying from it. The mass majority of people in hospitals have all been fully injected. Despite what the liars on TV say. British clergy. Oh, <laughs> the God Squad's jumping in here. British clergy warn COVID vaccine passports will lead to medical apartheid as protests against mandatory vaccination spread across Europe. Well, at least they're jumping in on the right side of things, unlike the Pope. Uh, man. Entire vaccine theory obliterated as Biden promises you you can't catch COVID if you get the injection. So then how can uninjected people be any threat to the injected? Oh now don't be don't be injecting common sense and logic into the argument. That just that's just not allowed because they'll call you racist. <laughs> New York Times says COVID virus has been eradicated. Now it's uninjected people who are making others sick with their mere existence. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's uh, they've got some uh, very imaginative writers at some of these rags. And the New York Times just tops the list of it. COVID virus has been eradicated. It's those darned uninjected people that are making everybody sick just because they are. <laughs> Leaked CNN email hints that we uh, move toward more forceful injection measures. Okay. Let's have a look at this one. The Communist News Network. Fox News host Tucker Carlson showed a screen grab from a CNN executive hinting that these that there needs to be um, that there is a need to use more forceful measures to increase COVID-19 injections in the U.S. The email subject line read, "FW hashtag news whatever that means." A majority of uninjected Americans say they're unlikely to get the COVID-19 injection regardless of outreach efforts. Carlson identified the author of the email to be CNN's Washington bureau chief, who wrote to a colleague, This is the point. Reference carrot versus stick. The carrot is no longer going to work. Although Carlson did not identify the executive by name, the Washington bureau is currently headed by CNN's senior vice president, Sam Feist. Or Feast, or whatever. F-E-I-S-T. This commentary would have been shielded from the public if the executive in question did not accidentally send it to a popular activist and commenter, Charlie Kirk. (laughs) That was brilliant. Uh, The network confirmed the authenticity of the email. However, they insisted that there was nothing newsworthy about the contents. (laughs) 
CNN wrote in a statement, the email mistakenly sent to Kirk was simply acknowledging that current vaccine in- injection incentives are losing steam. Kirk and, Charl- and Carlson uh, discussed the email in the latter's program. Carlson asked if it's CNN's stated position now that they're going to try to administer uh, medicine under the threat of punishment. <coughs> sure, why not? Referring to the carrot versus the stick analogy used in the email, Kirk then responded, What does the stick look like in CNN's world? CNN's Brian Stalter reacted to this segment, saying that Carlson twisted the email to push an outright lie about the network. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, He said on his Twitter account, CNN has 4,000 staffers. One exec sends an email about vaccine hostility opining that the carrot is no longer going to work and Carlson obtains it, and his show turns it into an outright lie. CNN wants to use a stick on the uninjected. Sure sounds like that's what the guy was saying to me. It's just, you know, Humpty Dumpty just doesn't have the brain cells he needs to, you know, form a rational thought. So, you know, you have to accept that. Kirk has a history of COVID-19 injection skepticism. Good for him. Kirk has a long history of sharing his COVID-19 injection skepticism. He speculated on his podcast that that twice as many people have died after getting the COVID-19 injection than those who died from the disease itself. Yeah, that's about right. Citing numbers from the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, a database on vaccine adverse events, Kirk took the number of deaths in this uh, look uh, took the number of deaths in the system. Uh, he said they may only account for one percent of the total vaccine deaths, coming up with a total of 1.2 million. Which, again, that's pretty much what I've been saying. I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that's according to how we calculate VARES by the uh, independent study that was administered this. This could be true, he said. Speaking about the above-mentioned email, Carlson shared as a channel, CNN should not have a position on whether you should take medicine or not because it's a news channel, not a health station. (laughs) CNN is whatever it wants to be at any given time, according to them. They don't have to comply to any standards that we put down. Kirk also took the opportunity to blast conservatives who advocated for injections during a surge of COVID-19 hospitalizations. Good for him. The other question is, why all of a sudden in the last 48 hours has there been an almost coordinated effort of people on the establishment center-right kind of virtue signaling and telling every single person to get injected because they are part of the cabal as well? Interestingly, Carlson criticized CNN's executives for thinking that injection requirements may be necessary for businesses and schools, while Fox Corporation recently implemented a vaccine passport system for its employees. Well, if that's true, shame on them. Over the past few days, Fox News anchors and personalities also made an effort to encourage viewers to get injected. While the network's news shows shared on-air graphics urging its audience to visit the federal government vaccine website. This came as daily COVID cases have risen in the U.S., with the highly transmissible Delta variant being now being the dominant strain, prompting some states to impose their mask mandates, reimpose them. It's going to get interesting, people. 
you know, with all the junk with the CNN flip-flop, or uh, excuse me, CDC flip-flopping yesterday on masks again, and which is no doubt the Biden administration probably called them whining and crying, you know, we're trying to get people to wear these things, and you're telling people they don't have to. What's the matter with it? Get with the program or we'll replace you. You know, some kind of stupid thing like that. And uh, it's boiling down to the fact that there's the, the time is coming. It's just a question of how soon it's going to get here where it's going to be us again them and it's going to be them trying to force us through whatever they can you know the carrot ain't working he's right and the stick is going to be what they're going to go to next like that other moron uh with the cdc who used to be in charge of uh, uh planned uh, parenthood or murder incorporated um trying to force people to you know make you know, basically, they're going to do everything they can to make getting the injection the easy way out. You know, it's going to be so difficult. We have to make life so rough on people through, you know, you're not allowed to go here. You can't go there. You can't do this. You can't do that. You have to in get injected. Well, that's what's coming. And we're going to have to, you know, people are going to have to decide where they're going to stand. But the thing is, and you got to realize this. You know, I still believe that a large majority of the injections being given are actually not the man, you know, the, the real McCoy. It's, it's saline. And that's why we have as many people who have survived the injections so far. And what's going to happen is those people, and again, they may have gotten part A of a, of a binary thing too. You never know. And that's, that's a, a complete possibility, because their ultimate goal is to kill off as many people as they can. And if that's the case, you know, what better way give every, you know, some people the kill shot, let them get sick and die, you know, flop around like beach mackerels, whatever the case might be, ultimately die. And then the others, well, I'm just fine. I just have a little muscle soreness, a little this, a little that. But I'm fine. And they get on board uh, trying to attack everybody else that hasn't received it and then once they think they've got as many people as ejected as they possibly can then from that point on they'll release part b into the water system and all the people that got part a and survive will now drop over dead good possibility you know who knows but the thing is is ultimately their goal is to eliminate population and I guarantee you, if you are one of those people who wait to the last minute and take the injection, you won't get the um, saline or Part A. You're going to get the real McCoy and probably die shortly thereafter. I will not take this thing on any for any reason whatsoever. I don't care what they say. I'll go down guns blazing. Simple as that. But I will not accept one of these injections, period. And I got I got no problem, you know. I made my mind up a long time ago. I'm willing to die supporting my rights. And if someone else is willing to die trying to violate them, that's on them. You know, but I know where I'm going when I die. And I'll be in a far better place than I am here. So, you know, threaten me with heaven, not a problem. Anyway, Italy to require injection passports, recent negative COVID-19 test for participation in social activities. <clears throat> Laporte, Texas, orders evacuations at factory chemical leak.
<laughs> Facebook-owned apps can track and harvest your data even if you aren't actively using them. Former Energy CEO claims iron air battery can fully retire thermal assets like coal and natural gas. <laughs> yeah, believe that when I see it. Consumer goods giant Unilever raising prices on many popular products due to inflation. Imagine that. Of course, Biden's DOJ drops charges against Chinese spies in the U.S., but still holds patriotic protesters and gulags in D.C. That's something that has to come to an end. We've got I don't know how many people that were snagged and locked up without bond, without bail, no habeas corpus, no right to an attorney, phone call, they're being tortured supposedly, all because they happened to show up on January 6th at the Capitol building. Probably didn't com commit any crime whatsoever, but they've been locked up. And now they're being held because in order to bring them to court, they'd have to be able to prove a case, which they can't do, so now they're just political prisoners. That's something else people need to be in the streets about. Radioactive snowflakes be behave like small nuclear bombs in the universe. Whoa. <laughs> hmm. Mend, wash, and rotate. How to cure for your clothes and make them last longer. That might be a good thing to know. <laughs> Top American doctor, COVID shots are obsolete, dangerous, and must be shut down. Hmm. Let's see who they're saying is the top American doctor. In the latest episode of the John Henry Weston Show, I had the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Peter A. McCulloch, ah, most qualified physician on COVID-19 in the U.S., in our conversation today, McCulloch provides a real expert's take on these crucial issues relating to COVID-19. He and I talk in-depth about several aspects of the coronavirus injections, as well as about the early medical treatments that have been effectively banned in so many countries. Now, let's see how long this thing is. Do you want the real story on COVID-19? Are you wondering how to get early treatment for COVID, which is actually available but never spoken about? Do you wish you could hear from a real expert, maybe one of the top doctors in the world on COVID? Well, get ready to meet Dr. Peter A. McCullough. He has so many letters after his name that I really don't think they'd fit on a business card. He is an internist, a cardiologist, an epidemiologist. He's professor of medicine at Texas A&M College of Medicine in Dallas. He is president of the Cardio-Renal Society of America. He's editor-in-chief of Cardio-Renal Medicine, the journal. Also editor-in-chief of Reviews in Cardiovascular Medicine. He is a senior associate editor of the American Journal of Cardiology. He is considered among the world's leading experts on COVID-19. He actually has 46 peer-reviewed publications on covid and has commented extensively on the medical response to COVID-19 in things like The Hill and on Fox News Channel. On November 19th, 2020, Dr. McCullough testified in the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. And throughout 2021, in the Texas Senate Committee on Health and Human Services at the Colorado General Assembly and the New Hampshire Senate. You are definitely going to want to stay tuned to hear this one.
Dr. Peter McCullough, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you on, on behalf of LifeSite and so many of our viewers who are so appreciative of uh, the work you've done, of the work you've done despite the threats, the, the possibility of the cancel culture descending upon you as it has upon so many. Uh, it's, been, it's been truly awesome. Wanted to get right into this because one of the things that's, I think, on everyone's mind is this stuff about what the uh, new variants are, what they you know, uh, what is going on right now, VAERS, which is the vaccine database that uh, is run by the government in the United States, and we know about, you know, its vagaries, but they've recorded now 9,000 deaths, yet there's an attorney by the name of Tom Rents who has announced, basically, he has inside information to say that the deaths in the United States alone are around 40 5,000. Could you comment on any of that? I know you've been speaking about this before. So if you could uh, let us in on that, that would be uh, that would be great to start with. Well, I'm not a party to the lawsuit that was initiated by Attorney Rents, but my understanding is that, you know, we have uh, two major national open sources of a death that's occurred after the vaccine. One is the adver- Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System held by the CDC. There's also a parallel system called vSafe, Uh, controlled by the CDC, but also our Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, is also recording deaths after vaccination. Now, CMS doesn't cover all Americans, but it covers those on Medicare, uh, those above and below uh, 65 on Medicare, as well as those on Medicaid. And it's a substantial number of individuals. So it's my understanding that this lawsuit broadly uses all sources of information and indicates the mortality rate after the vaccination is at astronomical levels. So let's then back up a little bit. Um, Let's talk about how did you get started down this road? Um, You are an incredibly accomplished uh, doctor, and yet you find yourself now in the middle of this. Um, how did this start for you? And what are the some of the obstacles you face to start off with? I'm a professor of medicine and a teacher, editor of two major journals, associate editor of a third. I practice both internal medicine, cardiology, maintain my boards in that. Uh, and so I see and examine patients every week, but I have my scholarship uh, duties as well. Uh, as a major editor and contributor in academic medicine. And so when COVID-19 hit, I really saw it as, uh, in a sense, a a call that we needed really America's best and brightest to step forward and face this uh, tremendous crisis. And I didn't see others with me. I didn't see major journal editors uh, really focusing on this and focusing on the really important aspects of the syndrome, and that is helping patients avoid hospitalization and death. So I quickly worked to fill that role uh, with some key contributions. I have now over 45 publications on COVID-19. I've had the illness myself. My family members have had it. And so I think as a single person, I have uh, as much medical authority to render opinions and give Americans and people in the world the right direction as anybody, as anybody that exists on earth right now. It's just unbelievable. Uh, Yet there are so many uh, that are not only ignoring what you say, but also that are completely, well, many, many who haven't heard thanks to our cancel culture, but also uh, many who completely disregard it nonetheless. So tell us if you could, um, Perhaps you can classify, if you will, or describe for us this sort of entire COVID vaccine enterprise. And where do you believe it may have come from? 
what its goals are. There appears to be a theme throughout the pandemic for the suppression of any early treatment and a variety of responses that work to create as much fear, hospitalization, suffering, and death as possible in order to prepare or promote mass vaccination. That theme appears to be readily apparent through all the various threads that we've seen in the last year. And now that we're at this point of mass vaccination, which is is pretty quickly turning into forced mass vaccination, we have to kind of unravel what's happened. I think there are five key messages uh, of scientific truth that I'd want everybody to understand about the virus and the pandemic. And they're, they're, they're fairly straightforward. I'll go through them quickly. Mm-hmm. Number one, the virus is not spread asymptomatically. Only sick people give it to other people. Number two, that if we do any, we should never do any testing of asymptomatic pe- uh, people, the nasal or oral test. All we're doing is generating false positives, creating uh, uh, extra cases, if you will, and creating extra concerns. The FDA never approved these tests for asymptomatic testing. The World, World Health Organization, as of January, as, as of June 25th, has said no asymptomatic testing, none. So there shouldn't be a single person on earth that should undergo an asymptomatic test or a test done for routine basis. And that's even for travel testing and all that. Is that what you're saying? For any reasons. It violates WHO. It violates all the regulatory. People just ought to walk past those testing stations. They have absolutely no standing whatsoever. Um, Point number three uh, is that natural immunity is robust, complete, and durable there is no meaningful chance of having a second serious case of COVID. In fact, it's never happened in a confirmed case so far in the world. Any of the purported cases that have come up have involved misinterpretation of a false positive PCR test. It doesn't happen. Uh, If it did happen, we would have seen thousands, if not millions of people being hospitalized, the same person being hospitalized over and over again for new cases of COVID-19. It hasn't happened. It fundamentally doesn't happen. Even in loosely defined cases, in a paper by Merchu et al., in loosely defined cases where they didn't get an initial test, but maybe had positive antibodies, those patients followed 11 studies, 650,000 individuals. The rate of any significant COVID infection over the long term was 0.2%. So I can tell you, as we sit here today, natural immunity is robust, complete, and durable. It cannot be improved upon by vaccination or any other uh, method. So someone who's naturally immune can walk up to somebody with COVID-19, get a big cough in the face, and they're not going to get the illness. Point number four, COVID-19, no matter what variant, is easily treatable at home, and it's amenable to risk stratification. People over age 50, multiple medical problems, should all receive forms of treatment, multi-drug treatment with simple available drugs at home to prevent hospitalization and death. About 85% of hospitalization death is completely avoidable with early treatment. The only way people end up in the hospital and have a miserable time is when they receive no treatment. They don't seek treatment or they're not offered treatment or accepted, and they end up railroaded into the hospital after being sick two weeks at home. Anybody with common sense should understand it's easy to treat the illness when it's say, when it's early and, they, and the symptoms are mild. It becomes progressively worse as people progress in the disease. Uh, there are three major components viral replication, inflammation, and thrombosis. In the end, people die of blood clots, and it's very hard to reverse those. That's the reason why if we wait to hospitalization, it's too late. If we wait for the oxygen levels to be low because of blood clots in the lungs, it's too late. The fourth point, an important point, is the current COVID-19 vaccines, AstraZeneca, J&J, Pfizer, and Moderna, right now are obsolete. 
they do not cover the new variants. Patients are failing on these vaccines. They're being hospitalized and getting sick despite having the vaccines. And the vaccines at this point in time have amounted to record mortality and injury and should be considered unsafe and unfit for human use. One of the things that's going to be said about your point number four, I think we messed up the point four and five because that was the final one, I take it. But point number four, you were talking about how the natural immunity works and and uh, people's responses are going to be right away. Well, what about the variants? Does it work for the variants too? Yeah, well, point number three was natural immunity and natural immunity is complete, robust, and durable and the variants do not penetrate natural immunity. So people who are naturally immune are not coming down with the Delta, Lambda, or Epsilon variants right now. Naturally immune people uh, can rest assured they're fine. Then with the injections uh, basically not being valuable uh, anymore because of the variants themselves, that's just incredible because we've never heard this. This is not something that anyone's being told. In fact, it's being rammed down everyone's throats. But the other information is also it's totally unbelieved uh, and the reports are being hidden everywhere um, in fact one of the one of the most uh, distressing things for people out there in in the media land is we're seeing reports of you know the evidence of this person got a shot got the second shot ended up passed away the weirdest part is their whole facebook account is also deleted. I think it must be so terrible for the families who already lose their loved one. And then because they're a victim of the COVID shot, they are then deleted. Their their loved one's Facebook page is deleted as well. And that's happening over and over and over again. Why are these things being hidden? Have you seen this yourself? Is it hard to track this data uh, from the medical side? There is an overt censorship program. Everybody should know about it. It's called the Trusted News Initiative. So it was announced to the world in December that social media and mass media was going to do this. Nobody should be surprised about this. The Trusted News Initiative said that it's going to do everything to promote vaccination and it's going to do everything to scrub any information on early treatment, on vaccine safety. So it was. we were already told this is going to happen. The medical director of YouTube came out and said, listen, we're going to do this. Anything that's not in line with the CDC and the WHO, which means early treatment, which means vaccine safety, none of them are reporting on this, are going to be scrubbed. And they're only going to, in an unbridled way, promote vaccine safety. Everybody should know we're six months into this program. Our agencies have yet to have a press briefing on product safety. Can you imagine the largest mass vaccination program in the history of the world? We should be having at least weekly updates on safety, if not monthly. We haven't had a single press briefing on uh, a complete safety of the products. And so basically Americans and people around the world have no interest in vaccines at this point in time. We've had a big rush of people to get vaccines in December, January, February. It started falling off a cliff in mid-April. The vaccine centers have been empty for months. There's not a single American that wants a vaccine at this point in time. So we're really getting down to pressure, coercion, uh, threats of reprisal, and even forced vaccination. This is so strange because there you quoted how they were going to go by the CDC and also by the World Health Organization. Yet, as you mentioned earlier, the World Health Organization has said no more tests for people who are not showing symptoms. But that's not getting parroted. That's not getting put out there. And they're still doing the tests everywhere. How is it 
such an incredible double standard when they're not even sticking to what they said they were going to do in the first place? Well, there's double standards all over the place. I think the biggest one is that we have very effective early treatments that are FDA emergency use authorized approved. So we have approved early monoclonal antibody infusions. President Trump received one of them. The American American government pre-purchased 500 million doses of these, more than every one for every American who got sick. And to this day, they're being hidden. There's no public uh, service information announcements on this. Uh, there's no 1-800 number hotlines. Patients who get sick with COVID-19 seniors are given no access to these treatments. Yet the same agencies that should be providing critical information on FDA-approved EUA products to sick Americans, those same institutions are railroading the public into mass vaccination, which the public doesn't want or need. What are these called? I, I, one of the things I, I know everybody's going to be wondering, what is this called? What can patients ask for uh, in order to provide this uh, early treatment option, uh, I presume home treatment option? Um, is there something they should say that, that medical professions, uh, professionals would be required to give it to them or, or compelled feel compelled to give it to them? Yes, the next senior citizen who gets sick with COVID-19, either that patient or their family member should call their local hospital and demand an antibody infusion, a COVID antibody infusion. They're offered by several companies. The leading one right now is Regeneron. Every major hospital medical center should stock them. They have infusion times. You go into the ER, wear a mask, get an infusion in the ER, and then go home. Some even have home health agencies that can administer them. But it's sad that uh, this is not promoted. Nobody knows about it. And this is the double standard. These are just as approved as the vaccines. Now, everybody's heard vaccine morning, noon, at night, and the vaccines uh, don't apply to sick people. In fact, the majority of people who get the vaccines will never come in contact with COVID. But our sick patients who have COVID right now, they're offered no treatment, no access to even the monoclonal antibodies. Okay, I'm going to stop it there. <clears throat> A lot of good information. And uh, continuing on with the article, McCulloch highlighted five key messages of scientific truth surrounding the pandemic that need to be taken into account. First, the virus doesn't spread among asymptomatic people. How many times have you had that idiot Fauci? Oh, you may not be sick, but you could spread it. Bullcrap. It's not true. It's never been true for anything. It ain't true here. Second, asymptomatic people should not get tested. I've been saying that since the beginning. All it does is generate false positives, creating extra cases, <laughs> allegedly. Third, natural immunity gained after having a virus is robust, complete, and durable. Exactly. If you've had it, you've got everything you need to protect you. You don't need to be injected with any man-made crap that's going to kill you. Fourth, COVID-19 and even the variants are easily treatable at home with early intervention. Yeah. The people who go to the hospital before they were they were they went to the doctor. The doctor sent them home, and it wasn't until they got to the point where they're near death that they finally admitted them and, and killed them. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> sorry about that. Got something in here. Anyway, fifth, the coronavirus jabs by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, AstraZeneca right now are obsolete. They were that way before they ever hit the market. In fact, McCulloch pointed out that the experimental injections must be considered unsafe and unfit for human use. Again, he pointed out that the experimental injections must be considered unsafe and unfit for human use. Yet within a month or so, they're probably going to get full approval by the, the Federal Death Administration. He mentioned some of the side effects uh, 
dangerous side effects brought on by the injection. Meanwhile, he also said that uh, that safe and effective medicines should be uh, and treatments have not been promoted, even though they have been uh, have they've saved lives and could save more. Yeah, they were not promoted because they could not have any viable alternatives in order to get an emergency use authorization. That's why all the things that worked were shot down by the mainstream media and Fauci and company. Because as long as there were things out there that worked, they couldn't get an FDA emergency use authorization for their injections, which is what the ultimate goal was in the first place. McCulloch noted that social and mass media companies have agreed to uh, promote the notion that injections are safe and to shun information on early treatment and injection injuries. He called this an overt censorship program. Further stated that with uh, growing disinterest, of the public toward uh, COVID jabs, its promoters are getting down to pressure, coercion, threats, and reprisal, and even forced injection. Dr. McCulloch said the injection program must be shut down as as is obsolete and is causing more harm than good. Yeah, it's killed twice as many people as have died from the disease. He mentioned that as doctors and scientists, we can under uh, no circumstances attempt to pressure, coerce, or threaten patients into receiving something harmful to their bodies, such as the COVID-19 injections. But that's exactly what's going on. I hope you enjoy the eye-opening interview with one of the top experts in the world. That was a good one. Um, Also, have a thing here. Tucker Carlson had an interview with... um, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, Dr. Robert um, Malone, who was the guy who actually came up with the idea of mRNA. So we're going to listen to this real quick here, if I can find the replay port. Good grief. Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe it's just an article, maybe it's not a replay. This is Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology used in multiple coronavirus injections, met with Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson and raised major reservations about injecting children under the age of 18. He also chastised the CDC for telling people about the minimal risk of injection when there is still insufficient and poorly managed data to back up their assertions. Dr. Malone is the creator of the mRNA technology used in COVID injections from Pfizer and Moderna. And uh, Johnson & Johnson is not uh, an mRNA, but that's what they're claiming here. They made a boo-boo. And has been called the single most uh, competent person on planet Earth to talk about uh, injection safety by Tucker Carlson. The doctor, who has worked on a, uh, in a variety of professions, gave a YouTube interview in which he highlighted his concerns about the hazards of experimental coronavirus injections. Unfortunately, YouTube filtered out and removed his video. Imagine that. Carlson opened his lecture uh, by questioning why universities are now requiring students to be vaccinated, injected in order to uh, attend class despite the fact that the injection has been linked to heart inflammation in young individuals, myocarditis. There was also news last week of a 13-year-old child who died three days after receiving a Pfizer injection. Young folks in their prime are being pushed to take the injection because Tony Fauci said so. Carlson added, citing a Norwegian research that found that uh, of 100 senior persons uh, who died in uh, geriatrics, 
10 died directly from COVID injections, and another 26 most certainly died as a result of COVID injections. Um, Dr. Malone was uh, questioned if he had any reservations regarding the safety of COVID injections and what he thought about uh, injections of younger, youngsters under the age of 18 by the, by the presenter. Uh, one of my concerns is that the government is not being open and honest with us about the hazards that we face. As a result, I believe that people have the freedom uh, to choose whether or not to embrace injections, especially because they are experimental. In terms of clinical research ethics, there is a fundamental entitlement. As a result, my fear stems from the fact that I am aware of the dangers, uh, but we don't have access to the data, and the data hasn't been gathered rigorously enough for us to appropri appropriately assess, assess those risks, and thus we don't have the knowledge we need to make a sensible decision. In that case, you should always err on the side of caution. That was my addition. The largest issue, according to Dr. Malone, is that the requisite studies to determine the, the risk-benefit of injections has not been conducted, particularly under in the under-18 age group. Nonetheless, in that population, the advantages definitely do not outweigh the risks. Yeah, people under 18 don't get this. They don't have a problem with it. So why are they pushing them to get injected? There is an ulterior motive, which means we need to kill as many people, and those that survive need to be uh, sterilized so they can't reproduce. He said, I can state that the risk-benefits ratio for kids under 18 does not justify immunizations, and there's a fairly good likelihood that it does not justify injection in these young adults. Tucker finds it difficult to believe that anyone in government is advocating mass injection, uh, in a country the size of the United States without the confidence that should come from data and that does not exist. Dr. Malone stated that the CDC has uh, structural issues, that the databases are not well assemb assembled, and that the data is not being examined properly. According to his medical colleagues, the CDC is overburdened and, pos and possessing data that does not meet the threshold required to draw conclusions and make uh, recommendations to the government. <coughs> Dr. Malone invented mRNA technology in 1988 while working at the Salk Institute, according to his website. Despite the fact that this technology has been around for a long time, it has never been employed on such a large scale as it is now in corona injections, which is why they are called experimental. Yeah. Every time they've tried to do an mRNA vaccine, and when they did animal testing, it killed all the animals. <laughs> That's why they're not doing animal testing now. Furthermore, and instead it's killing all the humans. Furthermore, all vaccines now in use have an emergency use permission, which means that they have not yet been approved by regulatory agencies because they have not gone through all the required safety procedures to establish side effects or adverse effects. Despite this, experimental vaccine injections uh, against the CCP virus have resulted in more deaths in the first three months than in the previous 10 years, according to VAERS Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System statistics. And that is the end of it. I guess no video. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll survive it. And I want to switch over here. Insanity rules in the U.S. as hospitalizations and death among injected breakthrough cases surge while health authorities blame the uninjected. 
What have I been saying? Well, let's get into this one. 80 fully injected Massachusetts residents have died from COVID-19 as breakthrough cases surpass 5,000. The official government narrative is that the U.S. is facing a new pandemic of the uninjected continued this week, as the corporate media, the White House, and the state governors all continue to blame the uninjected for rising cases of COVID-19 and the Delta variant. Of course, the mythical Delta variant is simply a computer model used to label people through uh, fraudulent diagnostic testing, as we have previously covered. They say, see, uh, Dr. David Martin, there is no Delta variant novel coronavirus known as COVID-19 was patented two decades ago. And moving on, unvaccinated Americans were the talking point of the day on Monday with a slew of figures slamming those who have chosen not to take the coronavirus jabs, assigning blame to them for America's going backwards, likening them to murderers, and suggesting that they are to blame for even more deadly variants of the virus emerging. First up, the White House press secretary, Circle Back Sackey, claiming that America is in reverse because there are still a large population of people in this country who are uninjected. And we have the most transmissible variant that we've seen since this, the beginning of this pandemic that more people are getting sick with COVID. Yeah, they make this stuff up just to keep the narrative going. They got to keep fueling the uh, flame in the fire, or fanning the flames. That's it. Next up was Ferengi Fauci, who appeared on his favorite softball network, MSNBC, to announce that uninjected Americans will be to blame for the next deadly variant. CNN's Don Lemon, or Lemon Don, <laughs> declared that the uninjected should be prevented from having normal lives. He should be prevented. Now, no, I'm not going to go there. Don't get the injection. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the injection, can't go to the ball game. Don't have an injection, can't go to work. You don't have the injection, can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. I think that's where we should be because we can't, uh, we can't to waste. <laughs> can't, uh, somebody didn't check this. They can't waste their breath on people that are just not going to change, Lemon de- decreed. If Chris, if Cor- <laughs> Chris Cuomo Imagine my shock. Wholeheartedly agreeing. Meanwhile, in New York, Cuomo's brother proclaiming, we have to get in those communities. We have to knock on those doors. We have to convince people to put them in the car and drive them to get that injection in their arm. That is the mission. Bunch of communist SOBs. Finally... On the other side of the country, California Governor Gavin Newsom likely uninjected American, likened uninjected Americans to murderous drunk drivers. So where is the evidence of all these uninjected patients that are all of a sudden filling the nation's hospitals? We keep hearing and reading that 90% of new hospital admissions are among the uninjected. Well, I went searching for all these uninjected people filling up hospitals. And there is an example, and here's an example of what I found. WCBD out of Charleston, South Carolina, ran this story today. COVID-19, local hospitalizations are on the rise among unvaccinated. Here's some excerpts from their report. 
Low country hospitals are seeing a rise in COVID-19 hospitalizations, especially among those who are not vaccinated. The South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control last week said more than 90% of COVID-19 infections and deaths in June were among those who were uninjected. Officials with Trident Health said that currently they currently have 26 patients who are being hospitalized uh, for the for the virus. Of those, 24 were not injected or they were partially injected. At the Medical University of South Carolina, there are currently 13 inpatients at its downtown Charleston facility who are being treated for COVID-19. Of those 13, five are the US, uh, MUSC's COVID-19 intensive care, and um, two are currently receiving ventilator care for disease progression. All 13 are unvaccinated. Since this uh, is not the kind of story that big tech and the corporate uh, media will fact check, let me please provide that service to the public and fact check these claims. Medical University of South Carolina is a 1,600 bed facility. I don't know what their average occupancy rate is, but based on death statistics from the CDC, we know that deaths from all cases and deaths due to COVID have been steadily declining all summer, as is the normal trend in the summer months. So let's give a conservative figure that right now the Medical University of South Carolina only has a 50% occupancy of its beds. It is probably much higher than that. Uh, That means that according to this report, 13 out of 800 people hospitalized are unvaccinated. unvaccinated. That's a far cry from 90%, isn't it? We can only assume that there are only they are only counting people hospitalized and testing positive for COVID-19 as what they are allegedly reporting as comp- comprising this 90%. But if that is the case, then they are basically admitting that very few hospital cases are being admitted due to COVID-19 cases and whether vaccinated or injected or not. The other hospital mentioned in this article is Trident Medical Center, a 321-bed major medical center. Again, let's give a conservative estimate that only half the beds at the Trident are currently occupied. That would mean that out of 660 people currently admitted in their hospital, 24 of those are uninjected. And this clearly not uh, is clearly not 90% of their patients hospitalized. Let's go back to the beginning here, because what they're saying, what their news thing is, local hospitalizations are on the rise among uninjected. Low country hospitals say a rise of 90 hospitalizations. Okay, seeing a rise in COVID-19 hospitalizations, especially those who are not injected. Uh, Last week, 90% of COVID-19 infections and deaths were due to the uninjected. So I don't think they're running the numbers exactly right here. He's looking at overall hospital populations as opposed to just those that are affected allegedly COVID-19 cases. So whether this is accurate or not, I think it's all BS anyway. You know, how many people of these people have actually been talked to and said, have you had the shots? And are they honestly answering? You know, if I was someone who had had the injections and got sick and wanted to make it look bad for the people that hadn't, I'd say, no, I haven't had the shots because I'd feel awful embarrassed that I got the thing and still got sick. 
<laughs> but anyway, fully 80% of mass uh, residents have died from COVID-19 as breakthrough cases surpassed 5,000. <laughs> uh, let's see. 80 fully injected Massachusetts residents have died from COVID-19, and the number of breakthrough cases reported across the state has surpassed 5,000, as new public health data shows. As of July 17th, 716 more fully injected residents have tested positive for COVID-19, bringing the number of breakthrough cases statewide to 5,166, numbers released by the Massachusetts Department of Public Health indicate. There were 4,450 breakthrough cases reported last week. 57 fully injected residents were hospitalized and later died from the virus, while 23 others who were injected died without going to the hospital. A total of 272 fully injected people have been hospitalized after becoming infected. 27 fully injected people have died in Tennessee, Health Department says. Tennessee Department of Health reports 27 fully injected people have died from COVID-19. Well, gee, I thought Hyden Biden said that if you get the stabs that you won't get sick. You'll be safe. You'll be protected. Hmm, maybe he was lying. (laughs) These are among the state's more than 1,000 breakthrough cases. These are cases in which fully injected people have contracted the supposed virus. Data is sent to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. Uh, TDH Commissioner for Dr. Lisa Percy, I think a, ten, a TDH is Tennessee Department of Health. Commissioner Dr. Lisa per, uh, Percy said Friday that more than two dozen deaths since May 1st and 195 hospitalizations are among breakthrough cases, including dates before May 1st. There have been more than 1,000 breakthrough COVID-19 cases, the state reports. And a breakthrough case is one where someone's been fully injected and still gets sick. A fully injected New Orleans woman dies of COVID, age 33. Can we really believe these cases are rare? Excerpts. 33-year-old woman who was fully injected against COVID-19 has died from the virus in a rare breakthrough case. Rare, yeah. Angel Mosley from New Orleans, Louisiana, passed away on Sunday after falling ill on Thursday. She had been convinced that she didn't have COVID-19, according to her mother, because she had been fully injected and wasn't experiencing some of the key symptoms of the virus, such as loss of taste and smell. She said, I know I do not have COVID, I still can smell and taste, and I am injected. But when she got to the hospital, it turns out she had it, Tara Mosley told the WDSU News. In California, a doctor reported to Katie Grimes of the California Globe that hospitals are being instructed to not test those who have, are fully injected for COVID-19 when they are admitted, which is what, which would obviously skew the numbers. Exactly. Yeah. Been, oh, well, then you can't possibly have... Uh, COVID if you've been injected, so they don't test them. But sure enough, guess what's happening? A physician contacted the Globe and said testing protocol from Scripps is indicating that they aren't testing the vaccine injected in the hospitals. They are only testing the uninjected for COVID, despite the many COVID breakthrough cases reported. 
A physician asked, I wonder if this is the new testing protocol statewide. And they have a printout here, and it looks like a screenshot. Scripps Health COVID-19 Testing Priority, updated 6-15-21. Number one, fully injected asymptomatic patients no longer needed to be tested for COVID-19. <laughs> patients should be cohorted in shared rooms in regards to vaccine status. Uh, if a immunization status cannot be confirmed or the room assignments cannot be cohorted, then testing should be performed. Emergent asymptomatic admits admits of less than eight hours who are not fully injected, rapid or routine, if initial rapid is negative but high index of suspicion. Anyway, the first one was the Miggy. Uh, the physician contacted another hospital and reported to the Globe. They have not been testing the, the vaccinated for COVID routinely uh, like they have been the uninjection. They just, uh, but they just changed their policy to begin doing this. Unbelievable. So all this BS in the newspapers has been spewing about the vac injected not having COVID because they don't test for it. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff they pull. The pandemic of the uninjected is a complete lie. If there is any pandemic today, it is among the hundreds of thousands of people who took one of the COVID-19 shots and are now dead or suffering terrible injuries, primarily from blood clots. This is a sad condition in the, of the United States today where truth is discarded and deceitful propaganda is funded by the billionaire corporate globalists uh, to be distributed to the corrupt media and politicians with the sole purpose of getting as many U.S. citizens injected with their COVID-19 shots as possible, trying to reach 70% of the population as fully injected. They will do whatever is necessary to achieve their goals, including writing narratives that are full of lies and manipulating diagnostic tests. Those resisting their lies and their efforts to achieve these goals are the uninjected who are on their schemes and stand in their way. No mandatory injections. Goodness. It's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. I gotta re Ah, there we go. Uh, just uh, double check the chat room. Afternoon, Sarge. They are breaking HIPAA laws with any of these vaccine IDs as they are violating the Nuremberg Code and requiring a shot. Exactly. You know, there's so many different reasons. You know, Articles 1, 4, and 5 of the Bill of Rights are being violated as well, but. As we know, the Bill of Rights was never meant to really protect anybody in the first place, because, and it's definitely doing its you know, non-job. But, you know, let's see here. There was something else I saw that I wanted to cover. Um, where is it? Insanity rules in the U.S. as hospitalizations and death among injected case, breakthrough cases surge while health authorities blame the unvaccinated, which is what we just covered. Here we go. Fully injected, 33-year-old uh, New Yorker dead after pop-ups, after cursing uh, uninjected as idiots and morons. This guy looks like a, you know, looks like an idiot. He looks like a social justice warrior. 
anyway, Jordan Hayes, 33-year-old New York man, calls the non-injected idiots and morons dead 14 weeks after COVID-19 injection. New York, a 33-year-old husband and apparent dog lover, is dead in another case of death after virtue signaling. Mr. Jordan Hayes received his first dose of experimental mRNA on or around February 23rd, according to his Facebook page. It's unclear which shot he received, but Pfizer and Moderna were the only two experimental injections available for emergency use in the United States at the time. The since-deleted Facebook post appears to show a photo of a vaccine clinic. Mr. Hayes not only said that the non-injected are failing society, but also called them idiots and morons. He emphasized that his message was being spoken with all of my heart. Now, guess what? Who's the idiot and moron now? I mean this with all of my heart. And it is truly spoken with love. If you don't believe in injections, I genuinely think you are an idiot. Like legitimately dense. A moron. I hope that every soda you order is flat. I hope that one of your boot heels has a click and you can't figure out why. I hope that you hit every red light. I hope that when you wake up in the morning and head outside to snag the paper from the lawn, you walk through your front door and into a spider web. But primarily, I hope none of your family or friends suffer from your complete failings as a functional member of society. Well, 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 he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Mr. Hayes apparently received his second mRNA injection on March 24th. He celebrated being fully injected and now being able to kiss everyone on the lips again. You can kiss me on my rosy red cheeks. 2020 was a complete descent into madness, fueled by home haircuts, regrettable facial hair, and too many nights spent at the desk. I am beyond stoked to be vaccinated, and I can't wait to start kissing everyone on the lips again. Yeah, like there are that many people wanted to. Anyway, Mr. Hayes went to the emergency room at Mount Sinai Hospital on or around July 1st, complaining of chest pains. His health quickly deteriorated from there. Chest pain devolved into a heart attack that required two open-heart surgeries. Mr. Hayes suffered multiple strokes during the surgery, and he passed away on July 6th, according to a GoFundMe page. He is survived by his widow. Mr. Hayes was the writer, was a writer and dog lover. Several photos of himself with dogs are all that remain on his posthumously edited or privatized Facebook page. Gee. Well, you know, get them all out of the gene pool before they have a chance to reproduce. Let's go back and see what others. What's number three? Okay, we already did that one. Israel spying on the world and wants your help. Oh, fun. CDC to withdraw emergency use of authorization for RT-PCR tests because it cannot distinguish between SARS-CoV-2 and the flu. Can't distinguish amongst anything, really. It's absolutely crazy. Let's see here. 
Safety isn't je jeopardy. Baltimore City hit with cop and firefighter shortage, <laughs> you think? I'm surprised they have anybody left there. You know, as demand for bioweapon shots decrease, governments and big tech look to squash free speech. Hmm. Okay. Where'd it go? Uh, free speech of, of dissenters. The World Economic Forum published its new Global Coalition for Digital Safety program this week to, encounter, to counter health misinformation, violent extremist and terrorist content, and the exploitation of children online, which is basically what the government's doing. Of course, they get to define all the forms of health misinformation, which include any dissenters to the COVID-19 bioweapon shots and have already seen what they mean by the exploitation of children online, which means preventing children from getting dissenting views, as several places in Canada and around the U.S. have already started injecting children as young as 12 years old with COVID shots without their parents' knowledge or approval. Absolute insanity. On the WEF website, Explaining about this new initiative, key feature of uh, the they keep they feature a, a short video of Julie Inman Grant from Australia, who states we're not policing the internet for harmful material, and then proceeds to explain how they are policing the internet for harmful material. <laughs> no, I didn't mistype that. Listen for yourself. Well, here we go. It's important to point out that we're not policing the internet for harmful material, that we actually rely on citizens to collect evidence to report to the platform first, and then report to us if serious, uh, seriously harmful content isn't taken down. So we were really set up as a safety net when, when some of this falls through the cracks. We're not seeking to become the content moderators ourselves. You know, we believe that the platforms build the digital roads. They also need to erect the digital guardrails and the safety guardrails and be, you know, applying the virtual seatbelts. You know, it's interesting that this person is the e-safety whatever commissioner for Australia. and didn't notice any Australian in, uh, accent at all. Sounds like she's been imported. Anyway... They're going to rely on citizens to spy on their friends and neighbors and then report them to big tech. Where have you heard that before? Hmm. Leo Holman published an article about this uh, today. He said one of his readers sent him a screenshot from Facebook showing that this has already been implemented. The World Economic Forum announced on June 29th it will initiate a new public-private partnership with big tech and governments around the world to identify the and uproot all opinions from the Internet that it considers harmful. In other words, they're going to violate the First Amendment. The WEF is one of those elitist organizations that wields enormous influence over the elected leaders of Western nations, but which most, almost nobody in the general population has heard of. Its members are internationalist corporation honchos and technocrats who meet once a year in Davos with a stated goal of working to shape global, regional, and industrial agendas. It made a big splash last year with its highly touted Great Reset, which promises to use the pandemic as an opportunity to crash the world's dollar-based capitalist economic system 
and build back better under a more socialist and globally integrated system that mirrors the United Nations Agenda 2030 goals for sustainable development. Any politician you hear using the term build back better, a.k.a. Biden, Harris, Trudeau, Johnson, repeat this mantra daily, uh, you know has drunk the poisonous Kool-Aid of the World Economic Forum and its founder, Klaus Schwab. Schwab's latest venture is the so-called Global Coalition for Digital Safety that consists of execs from big tech and government officials with a global or with a goal of creating a global framework for regulating speech on the internet, wiping it of the so-called harmful content. I cannot help but think of the Committee of Public Safety that coordinated the reign of terror during the French Revolution. And who gets to define what's harmful? Why, the global coalition set up by the elitist WEF, of course. Microsoft immediately announced it was all in with the WEF's plan for cracking down on free speech over the Internet. Digital Chief Safety Officer for Microsoft, Courtney Gregory, uh, stated, Technology offers tools to learn, play, connect, and contribute to solving some of the world's greatest challenges. But digital safety harms re, uh, remain in threat, a threat to these possibilities, as the World Economic Forum is uniquely positioned to accelerate the public-private collaboration between uh, needed to advance digital safety globally. Microsoft is eager to participate and help build whole-of-society solutions to this whole-of-society problem. Anytime you hear the terms uh, public-private collaboration or partnership, just think fascism. That's what it is. Facebook is also excited to get started on this new project. The social media giant has become, begun sending cryptic messages to some of its users that read, uh, read as follows. Are you concerned that someone you know is becoming an extremist? The screenshot below of this message is that one user received from a Facebook or from Facebook and sent to this reporter. And it's, uh, Facebook, what's on your mind? Uh, video, are you concerned uh, that someone you know is becoming extremist? We care about preventing extremism on Facebook. Others in your situation have received confidential support. You know, the interesting thing is, is they're only on one side of extremism. See, they're extremists on the left. And the only thing they're going after is extremism on the right. You know, leftist extremism is just fine. We can have all that you want. For those of you who have watched the presentation on Freemasonry by Altian Childs, you will know that the satanic symbols so prevalent in our modern culture and hidden in plain sight are also shown in the World Economic Forum logo with 666. Yep, sure enough, there's a 6, there's a 6, there's a 6. Isn't that special? Huh. Yeah, in Canada, some places are apparently taking this one step further and not only policing online digital communications, but preventing large gatherings in person as well where people might talk about the wrong things. Why do you think they've been shutting down restaurants and churches and bars for the last year and a half? Think back to the founding of this country 
Where did all the talk about revolution come from? Sam Adams's bar, his pub, restaurants, churches where all the preachers were preaching about liberty and freedom? Hmm. Nothing new under the sun. Report, no longer about health. Canada will prevent groups from gathering in order to stop the spread of unauthorized information. Oh, so if the government doesn't authorize it, it's no longer allowed to be talked about. Boy, they're getting right out there in your face, aren't they? Reopening, we are increasing the capacity of daycares back to 100%, so hopefully that will provide the support it's when parents are looking for. <laughs> Jeez. As I've been warning about health in uh, our Health Impact News readers for weeks now, the worst is yet to come. This is an all-or-nothing gamble by the satanic globalist power grab to completely restructure society, including the financial sector, making everyone a slave to their medical procedures as these eugenicists move towards reducing the world's population for their own purposes. The first round in, in the first half of 2021 has already seen a dramatic increase in the population of pro-vaccine crowd, injection crowd. Those who are left from that demographic are now being recruited to spy on the dissenters. The only thing standing in their way now is a non-compliant public willing to count the cost to resist. But what will happen? As I have recently written... I have more hope for massive resistance in the UK due to the large protests there. But in the US, I fear that the plan is to allow Donald Trump to return to power to pacify the right into compliance, while the left gets ready to burn down our major urban centers and cause widespread chaos, deflecting attention from banding together to fight the real enemy and the Luciferian globalists, are who are the ones actually controlling the country right now from Wall Street, and the Trump family is most definitely a part of that group. Who knows? Uh, if Trump does get back in, not saying he is, but if he does, and he keeps pushing this stupid injection crap, we need to come down on him like a load of bricks. You know, I don't know why he's still pushing that crap now, but it needs to come to a screeching halt. Let's see here, and unplugging the chat room says they continue to break laws. Who knows how many they have and will break. <laughs> yeah, doesn't make any difference. If it's there, they'll break it. Will anything be done about it? What about our representatives? <laughs> My daddy used to say, wish in one hand and poop in the other and see which one fills up first. You know, counting on the people in Congress, wasted. Don't even waste your time. Uh, let's see. Insider exposes Freemasonry as the world's oldest secret religion and the Luciferian plans for the new world order. Yeah, there's no question there. Hmm. Hey, righty. Let's see here. Look along. Do, 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 do. Uh, Republican governors. Freedom of information request reveals... 5,522 people have died within 28 days of receiving COVID-19 injections. Criminal pharmaceutical cartels providing COVID-19 injections back in the news this week as their products harm everybody. A lot of people died in the EU. 
<laughs> CDC director lies to America announcing latest pandemic. Pandemic of the uninjected. Bunch of crock. Uh, unregulated investment firm BlackRock. BlackRock is one of the two companies that owns virtually everything in the world. They are unbelievably huge. Can't remember what the other name is, but there's two of them that basically own everything. Shocking toll of ping-demic. This laid bare. Ping-demic? Hmm. Panic hits UK as supermarket shelves go bare. They're going to have some big problems there as an island nation. They're, you know, you know we're going to have problems here. We're an island nation. We're just a bigger island. <laughs> Is a climate lockdown limiting consumption of red meat and gasoline usage for private vehicles coming? Probably. Man. Five herbs and spices to turn ordinary meals into super meals. Ooh. Five of them. I wonder if those are part of the 11 secret herbs and spices of Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> uh, one of his is monosodium glutamate. <laughs> Neurotoxin. It's addicting. Brings you back for more. And kills you. Oh, Colonel Sanders. He's been dead for years and he's still killing people left and right. Healthy Traditions announces food security plans. Looks for distributors serving local communities. Ooh, there you go. Whole kernel white corn, bulk cane sugar. Message from Brian Shilhavy, owner of Healthy Traditions regarding food security. 2020 COVID response has turned our world upside down almost overnight. Thousands of businesses have closed and millions are out of work. <coughs> Healthy Traditions started originally started as Tropical Traditions, Inc. in 2002 has been blessed to be one of the small businesses to survive the first round of this new world order that is quickly unfolding before us. I believe we have not seen the worst of this current plan to place uh, in place to radically change the world and the way we live. And I have been publishing much of what I see happening and who the world or the major players are behind all of this as editor of Health Impact News. The globalists who have now taken over the world's economic system have a plan in place, and whether or not that includes a business like Healthy Traditions to continue operating, offering the public a real choice to the commodity food system controlled primarily by the same group of businesses tied to the central bankers and Wall Street billionaires is unknown. Therefore, we are looking for local distributors that are currently serving their communities already with wholesome and healthy products that are also an alternative to mass-produced, cheap commodity food and products. This could be a co-op, a CSA or Community Supported Agriculture Group, a local buyer's club, or sim something similar. We would like to spread our inventory out across the country to, uh, to like-minded businesses and producers, and then be able to refer our customers in those areas to join your group, especially in the event that the power grid or econ internet goes down for any length of time, leaving people unable to purchase our products via the internet. Uh, Unplug says, I want to go back to happier times. <laughs> you and me both, brother. You and me both. 
Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. We have currently invested in food that has a long storage life, such as coconut oil, sweeteners, honey, maple syrup, and brown sugar, and whole grains. Einkorn. Oh, good. They got einkorn. That's neat. Uh, and other ancient grains, flax seeds, and whole corn from Mexico. And by the way, for anybody who's not familiar with einkorn, that means uh, one grain. And this is a grain that was actually found, discovered, it's, it's wheat that was discovered in the Egyptian uh, pyramids. And it's the original wheat of the Bible, basically, that has not been hybridized and monoclonalized and everything by man over the years. It's a much smaller kernel of grain, and um, I think it's more digestible. Uh, I have been using it. One of the companies that I've dealt with over the years is Jovial Foods, J-O-V-I-A-L. You can find them online, and they have einkorn um, uh, cookies and... Uh, you can buy individual, um, you know, packages of flour or the uh, einkorn uh, grain hole that you can grind yourself, um, and it's great stuff. Their spaghetti is fantastic. Uh, their pasta, and it's not much more expensive. I think a pound box is like three fifty. Um, but I'll tell you what, it cooks up perfectly. You know, uh, the stuff that you buy in the grocery stores. You know, when you throw it in a pot of hot water. Next thing you know, you just got this big clump, and it's all stuck together, and you have to put oil in it to lubricate it so that they don't stick and that kind of thing. Einkorn pasta goes into hot water, you know, hot water and a little bit of salt, and it comes out perfect, not sticking together in big clumps and that kind of stuff. It's really, really good stuff. So I encourage you, if you're going to eat uh, wheat, make it einkorn. I can't say how it's going to work for people with gluten intolerance. i got to think, though, that it would not be as bad as regular wheat. That's the best I can say. Most of these products we uh, already carry, and they all meet our stringent standards of being tested for glyphosate and for GMOs if there exists a GMO equivalent that could cause contamination, such as corn, which uh, we source from central Mexico. We are also adding a few new products with long storage life, such as whole cane sugar from South America. We're testing it for glyphosate now. We are asking for an initial order of $10,000 investment for a group to secure some of this inventory and, in return, permission from the organization to refer our customers in your area to your business. We will not publicly reveal any locations, only contact information. As I stated above, these should be existing businesses or groups that are already serving their communities, not new startups. We might have some perishable food items to offer as well, such as our grass-fed meats from Wisconsin, but we encourage groups to look for local sources of perishable food to offer your group members. Any frozen storage uh, should have a good backup power plan in place as well for when the electrical grid becomes unstable as it's highly likely to be ah uh, yes I added as a favorite yep jovialfoods.com that's it great stuff they got good their, their cookies are pretty yummy they're like a European type thing um, not a lot of sweet to it but they're pretty good anywho let's see here <laughs> Okay. 
goodness gracious, what a day. Got about nine minutes left here. Let's see what else we got. Let's refresh the screen because they probably put some new stuff in here since the last time I was there. Back to the top. Biden's war on America. Target the nation's human infrastructure with mandatory deadly gene therapy injections to mass murder all those who keep the country running. Been saying that for a while, too. China's strategy for defeating America and occupying North America rests on taking down America's ability to respond to emergencies or defend itself against attacks. Hence... The already announced September 1st mandate for the U.S. Army, all military personnel will receive the injections or they will get kicked out. At first glance, a casual observer might think that obvious infrastructure targets might be America's power grid, telecommunications infrastructure, or fuel refineries, but a far more critical piece of infrastructure that's often overlooked is the human infrastructure. Human infrastructure refers to the people that run the companies or the components that keep America functioning. It's the people at the coal plants, the naval officers on aircraft carriers, the men running the oil drilling rigs and the technicians at nuclear power plants. It's also the doctors and nurses at hospitals and the hundreds of thousands of first responders who respond to emergencies and catastrophes. Joe Biden is now expected to announce as early as tomorrow that all federal government workers will be forced to accept experimental gene therapy injections that they are falsely labeling as, as vaccines. In addition, the DOJ just declared it legal for all private companies across America to force their own employees to take these dangerous, deadly jabs, even without FDA approval for any legitimate long-term safety or efficacy data. I heard that yesterday, and I couldn't believe it. You know, of course, it's Biden's DOJ, and then the DOJ is not a government agency. They have been corrupted and run by international powers for years, and that's why you never see anything good come out of them. But the thing is, is they did a bunch of digging, they dig in some com cosmetics and whatever uh, law, which, you know, if you're in the DOJ, you ought to realize the hierarchy and that any law that is made that is not pursuant of the Constitution is null and void and does not provide any force and effect of law. The Constitution, a.k.a. Articles 1, 4, and 5 of the Bill of Rights, specifically prohibit the mandating and the violation of personal bodily autonomy and, in other words, forcing people to take these things against their will. So they dig in and they find some stupid, obscure law that's you know has to do with you know cosmetics and some kind of crap. And they say, based on that, we think that it's okay that you can mandate it. It is a crock of bull. Anyway, it should be obvious to everyone that nearly every person who runs America's infrastructure either works for the government or works for private sector businesses. Almost no one involved in running America's critical infrastructure operations is self-employed. Thus, Joe Biden's announcement that all public and private sector workers across the country can be forced into dangerous experimental gene therapy injections is nothing less than a declaration of war against America's human infrastructure. He's right. 
Mandatory injections are an act of war against America. This is not an accident. This is Joe Biden taking orders from Barry Satoro and the CCP, both of whom want America to be taken down and dismantled, attacking the people who run America through a scripted, engineered biological weapons injection scheme is a wartime tactic to achieve that goal. And these people need to stand up and say, not no, but hell no, we are not going to comply. If everybody would do it, the problem would be solved. But because everybody's a bunch of waste, you know, panty-wasted, lace-on-your-panties wimps, they won't do that. Well, I need the job. Okay, fine. Well, somebody else will be taking your job when you take the jab, and it kills you. Simple as that. You know, I got no sympathy for you. <laughs> Where are the lawyers? <laughs> oh, surely you jest. <laughs> Where are the Congress critters? They're the lawyers. Where's anybody? Well, I'll tell you what. There's no lawyers and there's no congressmen with backbone, with the exception of maybe uh, Lynn Wood and uh, um, what's her chops? Um, never remember her name anyway uh, you know who i'm talking about but uh congressmen forget it you know there are very few any any of them in there that have the guts to stand up and say anything if they're you know just all you got to do is look to see which congressmen have been raising uh, a stink and you know talking about how deadly these injections are how many people are dying from them oh you haven't heard that right well, that's how many of the Congress critters you can count on. There ain't a one of them, period. Marjorie Taylor Greene, don't count on her. None of them. You know, little, uh, what's her chops, Lauren Boebert? She hasn't said anything about people dying from these injections, has she? Mm-mm. Don't count on her. Sorry, we're on our own. But, you know, the situation update here, I would like to play it, but it's probably way too long. We'll find Welcome out. to the situation update for July. Yep. Way too long, 54 minutes, and we've got three minutes left. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. I do just, yep, but it's sad. It is. You know, that's the thing. When you've got elected representatives who are there basically building their own pocketbooks and screwing the, the people that elected them, which is basically what's going on, you know, we're on our own. And sooner or later, people are going to have to realize that we're going to have to go back to the Declaration of Independence. You know, the, you know, the uh, ballot box hasn't worked. The jury box hasn't worked. We're going to the cartridge box. That's where it's going to be. Until people realize that, we're screwed. <sighs> Pfizer engineered agreements with governments saying they had to pay for the COVID-19 injections whether they worked or not with no recourse for injuries or failures. Yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. And the schmucks went through it. When injected, people are the ones falling ill from COVID. The media contorts reality to blame the uninjected. Of course, that's their program. St. Louis orders all, in, all injected residents to return to mandatory masking while indoors, effectively admitting that the injections don't work to stop the spread. Nope. Hmm. Britain's new aircraft carrier is full of COVID-injected sailors who are now testing positive for the virus. Imagine that. Hmm. Booster shots really mean it's a way to boost Big Pharma's profits. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it's all about repeat business, not immunity, because if it were about immunity, then natural immunity would count. Oh, but that doesn't count because that doesn't make money for the big pharma. <laughs> oh, well, it's crazy. It's just one thing after another. It's, I mean, we have reached a whole new level of stupid here in the U.S. of A. and around the you know world. It's a shame. It really, truly is. But that's where we're at. And it's going to be interesting the next couple of months to see where we end up. But I encourage you to uh, stick with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Mike Gaddy is on tomorrow, and uh, we're going to be covering some interesting stuff. Uh, I think it's the Alien and Sedition Act, if I remember right. Um, yeah, the Sedition Act of 1798. That's what we'll be talking about. So until then, take care of your bodies, because it's the only place you have to live. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.